The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com Welcome back to Giddy Up. It is time to find you plenty of winners with Bag of Tips. Thanks to Oz Equipment Rentals and the best pub in the Mallee, the Ultima Hotel. And uh, they're racing at Moey on a Wednesday afternoon. And Benny, I said, joins us now to help us back a winner. G'day, Benny. G'day, G. Now, How are you, mate? Good, thank you, mate. Jake from Bandura has texted and said, uh, lads, Moey race one today, Treasure Way. Been waiting for a while, this to debut. Trial and jumped out form is good. Ready to win first up. Top jock steering. Rosemont owned. Underrated trainer, five to one. And uh, I had it. I just text Mytho to see what he... Thinks about Jake's text message, and uh, Mitho agrees with him, giving um, the galloper there um, a really good push treasure way today. So, trialled nicely, ran a quicker trial than Thunderstruck and Mr. Brightside, who trialled on the same day. So, do you agree with Jake and Mitho regarding treasure way in that first race there today, Benny? Yeah, mate, for sure. I, um, as you know, I was there that morning and it was one of the horses that I did jot down. Tried really nicely under not much pressure. And as you uh, mentioned, the time, to run better time than then horses is, uh, as a juvenile, it's uh, a pretty good push. Look, it's a pretty even race. Obviously, there's a few, few first starters in it, but I'm actually happy to play that horse. He did open $11. He's now in the five. So there's obviously a bit of uh, confidence from the camp. Um, as you said, Mitho's pretty confident as well. So, yeah, I'm happy to play race one, number eight, Treasure Way. Love it. What about the first starter from Cadolphin? What do you know there? Yeah, trials have been really good. Um, showed a bit of intent at his trial at Werribee. Then he was real quiet on him at his uh, next jump out at Flemington. You're probably the man for that, mate. Give the driver a call and find out what they think. But, um yeah, look to look to trial really well. It's as I said, there's a few first starters that have trialed up well. I just went the way of Treasure Way, um, just on my humble opinion, mate. All right, then what else are we doing there, mate, at Moey this afternoon? Mate, we'll go to race two. I'm going to play two bets in this race. So you say seventy by thirty. I'm going to have the thirty on the one Albanian wrestler. It was really good last start at Mornington, riding the speed behind the. Very sharp, hissy fit who won that day. This bloke sat outside it and boxed on really nicely, I thought. And then I'm just going to have something on Mamita, the eight. Greg Urell, this horse trialled like a really nice horse. Looks to have plenty under the bonnet. I'm happy to play them two both in this race, in race two. Yeah, Nanita's about the 330 favourite. We bet 365. What else are we doing? Right, there's another one in race three. We're going to try and get the cash early. I know this horse is short, but we're here to back winners, so I think this one will be winning. Race three, number nine, Humming. Mick Price, Mick Kent Jr. Look, they paid $1.95 million for this filly. Um, I'm hoping they can get a bit of that money back today. I know it's only a maiden, but she looks very smart. I love the way she's trialled. She's got. She can sort of sit close to speed, or in, the, in her latest trial, she sat out the back and cruised to the line. She looks a really nice horse. I think she'll be winning. So that's humming about a dollar seventy-five. They bet two thirty. So it could be a big day for Dean Lane. He's got a wonderful book of rides there at Moy this afternoon. So you've gone race one, number eight, Treasure Way. Race two, number one, Albanian Wrestler. Um, Nanita in the same race, the eight, and then humming race three, number nine. Is that right there, Benny? I said. That's right, Jay. 
Love it, mate. We start the $10 10K challenge today as well after a start that we probably rather forget. So um, I might take humming into consideration today. But um, yeah, $1.70. Locking humming in, mate. Oh, right, look, I then. thought I was a bit stiff not to get on Team Saintly, so you might have to give me a go here and now. Uh, yeah, 100%. Do you know the only? Do you know what the mistake that you made, however, the young fella? Because you came out and gave all away your, your futures bet already on Twitter last night. You jumped the gun. Got to give the punter something. Bro. Yeah, I know, but you could have waited. Like it was a you've you already given up our secrets before the contest started. <laughs> um, anyway, you'll live and learn. Um, but you never know. We could have some. We could have a. We we might need someone to come off the bench. So. Um, I wouldn't give up on the dream just yet, Benny, but we wish you the best of luck today. No worries, G. Have great a good to, one, mate. Great to catch up with Benny said there. Now, Dean Watling joins us. He's the captain, of course, of Mystic Journey for Nick Foote for our Futures Cup. Hello to you, Dino. Morning, G. Yes, that was elite radio for an hour. I don't think I've laughed that much in a good time. So, privileged to be on team uh, Mystic Journey. Yeah, well, we, wish you, we don't wish you too much luck, but... Um, you probably have to carry that side, looking at the, the members in that side there. Probably Kath Coleman's your biggest asset. Um, Cam Luke is a star. Mitchell Beal, I suppose the team's not too bad. But anyway, we need to have some winners. At, <laughs> we need to find a couple of winners at Warwick Farm. Yeah, we'll start in race four. Should be a good day today. Good fall. There's a bit of rain around, but Warwick Farm's been playing pretty good at the minute. So we're starting race four, number two, a progressive stayer. Uh, the Chris Lee stable by the name of Handsome comes out a really strong um, race there on Saturday. Great drops back to midweeks now. Barrier form gets J Mac on. There's a lot of ticks there. Two dollars thirty around that price is a good bet. Um, should get a lovely run of the race. Like I said, he's very very progressive for the the Chris Lee stable. So race four number two, Handsome, and then what are we doing? Yeah, race no. Uh, sorry, race five, number nine, Cardone. Really like this horse. Loved him off his trials. He was good first up, winning, um, then comes out of a really strong rating race in Saturday grade. There, um, his sectionals home were up there with nearly the best of the day. Four the two was eleven fast. Really loved the way he savaged the line. Drops back in grade and black um, to sort of midweek grade here. Barrier five, Perth. He can sit a lot closer here at the twelve hundred metres. Um, gets right down in the weight. I think Cardone's the best. Better the day there. So race five, number nine. Race five, number nine, Cardone. Race four, number two, um, Handsome. And then what are we doing? Are they the only two we're playing? No, we'll finish with the day with race seven, number nine, Mission Value. Went around short quote last start. Um, put up with a little issue. Tyler Schiller, Mark Newton, good combo. This looks a weak race from last start. I think race seven, number nine, can finish us off with Mission Value. So Mission Value Race 7, number 9. We've got the trial time coming up a little later on. Looking forward to our special guest, Simon Miller, who's a jet trainer. And it'll be fascinating to get his insight into the way some of his horses trial. So looking forward to that, Dino. Cannot wait. We head over to the West, but um, tune in 10 o'clock, get the pens out, and can't wait to chat to Simon. Good on you, Skipper. Thanks for that, mate. Mickey Gaddon joins us. Hey, Mickey, welcome to Saintly's team for the Futures Cup. Um, I tell you what, jeez, um, I was so lucky to get you. Um, so I'm over the moon. So I appreciate you coming on our side, Mickey. Thank you, Jenny. One of the more humbling, um, most proud moments of my life. And uh, I can't wait to contribute. I tell you, there's a team you've assembled. Wow, wait. I hear uh, Milo's pretty up and about, but fair dinkum. He doesn't know what he's up against there. Yeah, like Terry Late wouldn't know anything about the Eastern State Gallopers. So, and... 
the Eastern State Gallops will dominate the Quokka. So that was a waste of a selection. Dicko, you just don't know what day Dicko is really thinking. Like what day he'll he'll be um and what planets he's on. I'm trying. Well, he's to looking say. at bloodstock, and he's yep. a, you know English digital. He's not worried about futures. No, I yeah. Dean Elliott's a good pick, but uh, apart mm. from that, uh, Gab Nutt's a uh, pretty handy selection. Tommy Haylock, um, there's no dud, but no, I think Miles has given himself a bit of a challenge with the team that he selected there with Weekend Hustler. But what about um, Warwick Farm today, mate? You confident? Yeah, really confident. G looks a really good meeting. You're on a good four uh, track. The rail's out three metres. I think it should play pretty fair. If the track does dry out, you might see leaders be very hard to run down late. And naturally, you know, with the weather up around that 30 degree mark, uh, pretty humid in Sydney, they'll water the tracks and then they'll dry out later. So I think you play pretty fair even and then we'll um, get to a more of a leader bias as we get towards the end of the day, G. All right, then what are we doing, mate? Where do we start with your specials? Yeah, I think Rogue Farm Race 2, number one, uh, Periel is a lock. You're only getting around eighty mark, but I, I think it'll be winning. It'll be winning well. It looks uh, well and truly a class above these. And then we're going to scroll down to race five. I'm going to take on my good mate, um, Dean Watley. He's with Cardone and... You know, I, I definitely uh, agree that this horse is a chance, but I think the horse Cotton Fingers here um, looks progressive enough. It was lame after the race last start, after uh, stepping up to the 1,300 metres in Saturday grade. Now gets J-Mac on. Obviously, that was a complete forgive. Gets J-Mac on, draws barrier one, goes forward in a race that looks like they lack a bit of, a bit of tempo there. It's not the biggest field you've ever seen. Um, around the nine-runner nine, run, nine runner mark there. So I think it's going to go forward and give us a huge sight. You're getting $3.80 in what looks like a two-horse race. I think Cotton Fingers is the one you want to be with, G. And then I agree with Dino. I'm going to team up with him here in race seven, number nine, Mission Value. It looks probably the best of the day there. I think that'll get the job done, mate. So Mission Value, race seven, number nine. Just repeat your numbers once again. Yeah, Cotton Fingers, race five, number four, Cotton Fingers, and race two, number one, at Periel. Beautiful. So just the two selections there today. For Mickey Gannon at the farm. So Cotton Fingers and also Mission Value. Love your work, mate. And the great tip-off. We can catch all of your work on the great tip-off. And it's pretty easy to find your selections and um, your speed, ba- speed maps and um, all of the, the information that you provide with that service. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Head to thegreattipoff.com. Uh, you'll be able to pick up uh, those staking um, tips for Warwick Farm. And then, obviously, on Saturdays, you get all the, uh, the staking plans and the top four selections and all the rigmarole that comes with uh, Saturday hunting. Love your work. Thanks for that, mate. Thanks, Jake. Cheers. There's Mickey Gannon from the Great Tip Off. This is Bag of Tips. Thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. We're at Gawler in South Australia today. Our man, Mitchie Lewis, joins us. G'day, Mitch. Yeah, g'day, go. What do you think of this card today, mate? Yeah, look, um, to be honest, it's a little bit tricky, actually. I think a lot's going to depend on how the track plays in the first few races. So keep an eye on that. I'm expecting it's going to be a fast track. And the rail in the bend is out eight metres. So for me, the advantage is going to be on speed. But in the last meeting here, all the jockeys thought the advantage was going to be on speed. So they went a little bit too hard. And your back markers won the last few races. So keep an eye out for that sort of movement around there today. Take it away with your specials, brother. Well, I'm going to kick off in race four with number one, Vampire Slayer. So she drops in grade today after running second, first up at Murray Bridge. Um, she's a horse that goes forward, and she did lead at Murray Bridge to get run down late. Uh, the Murray Bridge track hasn't really been favouring the leaders. It looked a bit vulnerable here, so I'm a bit keener for her to get out here at Gawler today. Like I said, with the rail out and the expected fast conditions, I think she's going to land in the ideal position, and I think she's going to take some catching. She's had a bit of market support this morning as well, so I was actually going to offer her up as a 
10k challenge one. I reckon she's a good chance. See, she's leading. I think she'll be hard to catch. So Vampire Slayer race four number one. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, I love it. Back in my that you could have won me over there with the, the kick off the the ten dollar ten k challenge because um, humming's a little bit too short at a dollar seventy five. So um, yep, love the way you're thinking there, Mitch. Then what are we doing after that, mate? I'm going to go to the last race, race seven with number five, Miss Maduki. So this is another runner who drops in grades. She's competed in her last four at Metro level. So I think she's going to find this a fair bit easier. Uh, this is her home track, and she gets in well at the weights with Ellis Wong's claim. He's been riding Gawler unbelievably. He had four Metro winners there two meetings back, so he's going really well. Uh, she found a bit of bad luck in the middle of the pack last time here, so but she stormed home. Very well over to finish. So I like her arriving up to the 1,200 metres. So I just need her to get some clear running space, and I think she'll be hard to hold out as well. So Vampire Slayer and Miss Maduki, are they the only two horses we're playing, Mitchie? Yeah, they're the two I'm keen on today. I love your work, mate. I'll tell you what, I love the confidence too from the young kid from South Australia that just put his hand up and said, go with me to kick off um, the $10 10K challenge. From, Of course, you can find all of your work at Mitch Lewis 101 on Twitter. We'll head to at form breakdowns, so dot com, which is pretty easy to find as well. So the boy from Mount Gambier, I think I might go with you today, Mitchie. We appreciate your time as always. Uh, thanks, Gareth. And like I said, yeah, I'm keen. So ready if you are. All right. Yeah, I am ready. Thanks for that. There's Mitch Lewis there. We'll take a quick break. It's 9.17. We'll continue on bag of tips straight after this. We'll catch up with... Riley Morgan to preview that Belmont meeting and Butch Castle's not far away to help us back a winner earlier on in the day in New Zealand um, at Cambridge. So Butch to come um, to join us straight after this break as well. Welcome back to Getty Up. You're with Gareth Hall on this Wednesday morning, 20 new, 22 minutes past nine. Kev from Witchy Proof. G'day, Kev. Great town, Witchy Proof. Um, g'day, Gareth. That's twice now you've called Mitch Lewis website form breakdowns. It's formguidebreakdowns.com. Um, keep up the great work. Good on you, Kev. I understand that, but I got confused. So when you go through his Twitter, it's Mitch Lewis 101 at Mitch Lewis 101. And then his Twitter handle for form guide breakdowns is at form breakdowns. Um, but he's, um, but the website is formguidebreakdowns.com. So I understand where you're coming from, but there's just a little bit of difference with the Twitter handle, but I should just give the website. I agree with you, Kev. So it is at formguidebreakdowns.com to get all of Mitch Lewis's terrific work when it comes to South Australian racing. Um, uh, let's catch up with our, who are we going now? We're going to have a chat to our great mates from Tasmania. Bear Robertson and Matty Reid, thanks to Tassie Racing. Hello to you, Bear. Good morning. Hi, Gareth. How are you, mate? I'm very well. Snapper Reid, good morning to you. Morning, G. Exciting week in Tassie. We're up and about. You are. You've got the CEO that's been confirmed, Andrew Jenkins. Well done to AJ. I think he's the right man for the job. It took a little while for you guys just to announce that the CEO, he was interim for the last 25 years, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you announced him as your CEO because I think I'll back him to the hilt. I think he's a star. I like the way that he goes about his work. He thinks outside of the square. He's a real people's person. He'll he'll listen to the participants. He'll listen to the punters. Um, so I think he's a terrific appointment. I don't know. I might go to Bear on this because I know you'll have to say he's a terrific appointment, Snapper, because he employs you these days. Um, Bear, I like the move from Tassie Racing to sign up Andrew Jenkins as the CEO. 
Yeah, obviously been in the role as an interim for six months, so it's nice to get it ticked off. And from all reports, he's in it for the right reasons. And as you touched on, he's a people's person. So let's hope he continues to uh, help our industry move forward in the right direction. And Snapper, it's an important role, especially in today's environment with the, the different um, the, the different world that we're living in from a... Um, from the, the, the gambling landscape in this country these days. And he has to look after the three codes as well in Tassie. So um, there's been a bit going on in Tassie racing over the last 12 months, especially. So he, he comes into this role at a really important moment for Tassie racing. Yeah. Yeah. You're spot on Jay. I mean, it's a, it's a role that probably is a lot more complex than people think. Um, you've got to, you've got to deal with the government down here. You've got to deal with, people that don't want racing. You've got to deal with all three racing codes. You've got the wagering aspect. I mean, it's a real political football, um, the racing game, not just in Tassie, but all states. And and as Bear said, I think AJ, he's in it for the right reasons. He's a good man. He doesn't really strike me as a spotlight operator, G, but get the appointment made on Hobart Cup Weeks, a bit of a me, me, me sort of announcement, isn't it? And so he should. He's been waiting long enough. It should be his week. Um, but we've got the Tasmanian Derby on Friday. Dunkel just needs to turn up, doesn't he? He'll, he'll win by a space, you would imagine. In fact, he's even he's even scared a few of the interstate rivals away as well. So um, he might just win by a lap there on Saturday in the Tassie Derby. Well, he's got uh, he's got more opposition in the Derby than the unique glow. Uh, sorry, than. Uh... Sole choice does in the strut does Dunkel, but I mean he he does look to have a, a mortgage on this race. G, I mean a dollar twenty five. Tough to argue that that, that isn't sort of the, the right price. I think um, probably the Quinella comes from uh, the the race at Flemington and Midnight Glow ran third to Dunkel there, and I think uh, he's the horse that you want to find to to run second to him there on Friday. So sole choice goes around in the strut stake, so she looks immoral there as well. Um, they'll. It'll probably pay dollar fifty. Um, might even get, a, yeah, probably dollar fifty. Might be generous for that double there, Bear. But they're two class three year olds that should be dominating proceedings. You would imagine on Friday there at Hobart. Yeah, with the double G, you could have got two dollars yesterday. Sole choice opened at dollar seventy in that field. No, it didn't. Did it? It didn't. It didn't. Did I? I actually rang Snapper as soon as I've seen it just to see if I'd missed something. But yeah, it's, I think it's about dollar sixty, dollar fifty-five now. I just, oh, I don't know how it loses. Um, yeah, I mean, out of the two shorties, you'd prefer to. I would prefer personally the back sole choice at a dollar fifty-five, dollar sixty. I think Dunkel will win as well, but the dollar twenty-five is obviously very short. But you could have got two dollars a double. That could have been the banker to cover your whole weekend, yep. Gareth. Now, Dance of Dubai looks awfully tough to beat Snapper and the bow mistress for Peter Moody and Carleen Heffel heads to Tassie to take the ride. She was very impressive, I thought, the other day at the Valley. Yeah, I had to, had to familiarise myself with a few of these horses. Gee, sort of Tassie's my area and had to watch the tapes there. But, yeah, impressive in a couple of Mooney Valley runs. I really liked the way that she knuckled down uh, in the run to the line and, and sort of gapped them in the straight there. I would imagine from 11, she probably comes across and, and sits outside Raduna from the Waterhouse bot stable that probably leads from an inside draw. And they bet 270 about her. That was quickly knocked into shape into about 220. Probably a little bit short for me, but um, I definitely agree that she does look the one to beat in a race where the locals are probably pushing it uphill, to be honest. So do we have any bets there on Friday? Any 
um, early bets do you think that we can find some value? We'll start off with you, Bear. I actually, in the uh, Bow Mistress, Grant that danced to Dubai is really hard to beat, but I actually was watching some trials last night in, in Bella from the Tom Dabernick stable, trialled against on Thunderstruck. Yes. And it went to the line untouched, beaten 1.25, and it's about $15. So I think that's the wrong price. So race seven, number six. Snapper, do you have an um, opinion? Yeah, I definitely, uh, definitely tried really well. That's for sure, G. And I mean, connections have been quite open that they've been targeting this race for a while. Um, Prime Thoroughbred and Joe O'Neill, he won the Derby last year with the nephew, so he knows what it takes to to come down and strike a blow in Tassie. Um, I think there's a, a bit of value there, and I think it's that type of race, G. If, if Dance to Dubai gets beat, this could throw up any kind of result. Like the the locals are. Aren't bad horses. It's probably just the form looks a couple of runs below. But uh, I mean, if if the favourite gets beat, then this is almost a field job for the quaddy. I think in terms of the three markets we've got, a bear hit the nail on the head. Like sold choice is probably double the price that she should be at a dollar sixty. If, if that's your cup of tea, I'd I'd have a I'd have a look at that, and you, you could probably roll that into a few. But um, I had a chat to the boys just before we came on air, G, and I can tell you that we'll have 13 for the Hobart Cup on okay. Sunday. Yep. Uh, there were 16 nominations. Spirit Ridge has accepted. We'll carry top weight. The three that haven't accepted are Wahini Tower for the Ma Eustace Stable, Fighting Arrow for Chris Cowthorpe, and uh, Princeton Award, who was a late nom, won't make the trip either. So we'll have a field of 13. Uh, it's a pretty good race too, I reckon. Yep. Yeah, looking forward to it. We'll dissect that a little later on the week. And Bear, the inevitable also goes around on Sunday afternoon. And uh, make sure we get our votes in for the little superstar from Tassie. You've been happy with the voting so far before we let you go? Yeah, it started well. We're sitting on 1,070 votes, so we're currently seven. Um, we should get the cards and posters out in the pubs and clubs in the next couple of days. So I reckon that will generate quite a few votes. Uh, Pro Punter Alert are also offering a competition that if you jump on their Facebook page, you can you might win a subscription for them if you vote for the inevitable. But also on Friday and Sunday, uh, the races there's going to be uh, an abundance of places where you can vote. So hopefully uh, we keep going in the upward spiral. Love it, and get those t-shirts made and send them down, and we'll don them with pride. Good on your bear. Good on your snapper. See <laughs> you, Gareth. Yes, the inevitable. Um, yeah, make sure you vote for the little star. He's a bit of a cult hero in Tassie. And the way that he's going, he would be competitive in an all-star mile. Time to find your next Kiwi runner at loveracing.nz. Butch Castles joins us. G'day, Butch. Hi, Gareth. How you doing? Good, thank you, mate. I thought we would have a little bit more representation from the Kiwis for the all-star mile because you have been prominent in previous years. Um, but we're still looking forward to seeing some of your superstars step out on Saturday and then head to Australia for our carnivals. Yeah, we've certainly got uh, plenty of those stepping out here on Saturday. Hooby Dyke Stakes, uh, a hot field, particularly with the three-year-old Sharp and Smart Wild Knight and Cruise Missile. They just add a, a massive dimension to uh, their wait for age 2,000 metre race. Last year's Derby winner Asterix in their recent Group 1 winner, Heath Doozy, and then... The BCD Group Sprint is uh, a truly outstanding field with the uh, high-class mares Imperatrice, Levante, uh, La Creek, as well as the three-year-old filly 
and Maven Bell, not to mention the likes of uh, Mustang Valley, Babylon Berlin and Bonnie Lass. So a really high-class field of sprinters to go to the post for the BCD group uh, sprint. And we'll tell a tale as to what heads across your way, I'm sure. I can't remember a more anticipated race in New Zealand for quite some time than your group one coming up on Saturday. Yeah, you're right. It really is. And, and just having La Creek uh, in there as well, uh, 1,400 might be short of her best, but we know uh, she's a high-class race mare. The fact she had to be scratched out of the Thorndon. And then the filly, Maven Bell, getting in with 53.5 uh, kilos adds another twist and another plot to the race. Having drawn two at the barrier, she'll get the soft run in transit, uh, as will Levante having drawn the ace. So, yeah, a really good race and, and definitely looking forward to it uh, for Saturday, what is their uh, Wednesday three sleeps? Uh, it's a bit like Christmas, really. Yeah. What about today? Can we make some money at Cambridge? Yeah, so we're racing on the synthetic. Haven't for a long time, but uh, this meeting been uh, jettisoned into the calendar with uh, so much wet weather here in the Upper North Island. Uh, you will have seen the, well, you were a part of it when you were over at the sale. Just a quite incredible uh, flooding that was taking place. Um, race meetings abandoned, plenty of scratchings with the tracks unseasonably heavy at this time of year. So a meeting uh, put into the synthetic, and look, it's been pretty well supported as well, a couple of smaller fields, but there are some that have synthetic form that I think will be just awfully hard to beat. One of those, race five, number one, is that. So there's three for three, course and distance, and uh, whilst it's got to carry the 60 kilos, gets the benefit of Owen Patrick Bosson in the saddle and has drawn uh, uh, the ace. So uh, should get uh, the gun run. It's two thirty into two dollars. So I think it'll be winning again. Is that so? Make it four from four course and distance. And race six, uh, a small field, but a really good field of two-year-olds. And there's one in here that everyone wants to tip and everyone wants to back. And that's number six, Aprilia from the Andrew Forsman stable. Michael McNabb to ride, unbeaten in a couple of trials. This one by uh, US Navy flag, and uh, has looked good in those trials. So. I thought that it could transfer that to race day, and it's another that's $3 into $2. So a couple of shorties, race five, number one, is that so? And race six, number six, Aprilia. That'll do us, Butch. Enjoy the week, mate. Don't work too hard. <laughs> Wish that was the case. <laughs> yeah. No, busy week, but looking forward to it. These are the sort of race meetings that you do it all for to pull a couple of fields like we have together for the Herbie Dyke Stakes and the BCD Group Sprint. Uh, really looking forward to Saturday and uh, hoping we get a reasonable crowd here to enjoy it because uh, they are high-class fields. Good on you, Butch. Thanks for that, mate. Cheers. There's Butch Castles, loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles and more. We might take the news and we'll continue on back at tips on this Wednesday. In fact, before we... Um, Take a break. We've got our man Riley Morgan on the line to go through his best there at Belmont. G'day, Riley. Gee, Hall. Very good morning to you. How's things, mate? What do you think of this card at Belmont today? Um, can you find a, a couple of winners for us? Yeah, definitely think we can. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised with the, the meeting today, our, our midweek meeting. We, we uh, kicked things off in race number three on the program. Pretty topical backing a horse named Wednesday on a Wednesday, but that's what we're going to do. And I'm pretty confident we can get a result as well. This mare, she's been a, a while between drinks, but thought her 
Last start effort in a, a Saturday race was terrific. She savaged the line into third. It was the best last 200-metre split of that entire meeting, only a length and a half behind a horse called Medellon, who looks to be a very talented, progressive sprinter over here in the West. And she drops back into a Class 3 and back at Belmont, where she definitely does her best racing. So while well, she loves, she should love three-back defence here from the gate with a cutaway offer in the straight, I think this is certainly her best chance in a while to, to break through again. Pretty keen on her. All right, love it. Then what are we doing after that, mate? We've got a race number five on the program. Race number five, horse number two, EPC. I thought this horse for Neville Parnham was terrific last start when having to punch the breeze throughout behind Megami, who's the $1.75 favourite in, in the first race on the program and stepped up from a maiden there to a no-metro win race and more than held his own, I thought, in a pretty strong race, run home almost four lengths, four lengths faster than average and should kick through from barrier one here to hold a prominent position and with that sort of soft run should prove very hard to beat back into a class three. I, I really like him as a horse moving forward. And have you got another one for us, mate? Yeah, we head to the last couple of horses I'm, I'm keen to bet into in the last, one of those being DTA for, for William Pike, who's remarkably at his last five meetings, uh, he's raced out here as a, in WA. He's ridden the winner of the last on all five occasions. So can he go for six for six? I'm not sure, but DT, DTA has been hitting the line really strongly now in much better company than this. At a pass, he starts and looks ready for me for the rise to 1,300 metres, drops back in grade from a three-year-old race to a class one and gets William Pike in the saddle who's in some remarkable form over here and it's quite simply putting on a clinic and the other horse I want to focus on here is uh, on the first start for the preparation race horse number two starring nice I thought was a really nice trial under heavyweight jockey Alan Kennedy I instantly black booked it from a few weeks ago it was a very stylish hit out and the second horse from that trial Stella Vista came out on Sunday and almost beat one of the form sprinters of the state Halatorian first up so it's a pretty good trial form reference and He's still very lightly raced, drawn for a soft run. And I'm interesting to see what the market does with him. And it may be a run too early, but don't want to let him go around without any of mine today as well. So DT in the last and also have something on number two, Starring Night. So race eight, number two, race eight, number six. I think Pete Anthony's was keen on Awesome Rival. Um, he was hoping to get $3 plus. It's $5 out to $7. So um, I think he might be betting today for Michael Lane in that final event, which would be intriguing to watch. You're a star, Riley. Go and get there, mate. And um, we appreciate your time as always here on Giddy Up. Thanks, Gareth. Speak soon. There is Riley Morgan there with his best there at Belmont on a Wednesday afternoon. We'll take the news and we'll come back with Chris Nelson's best bets at Eagle Farm. Welcome back to Giddy Up on this Wednesday morning, 20 minutes to 10 in the east, 20 minutes to 9, of course, in Queensland. And Queensland is your place to race this year. Let's catch up with our great mate, Chris O'Nelson. G'day, Chris. Gareth, good morning to you. Are you confident on a Wednesday afternoon that we can strike at the farm? I am, actually. And usually when the confidence levels are high, you have a terrible day. So I'm hoping that's not the case. Uh, but it looks a really, really good punting program today. It's a good track. No rain forecast. Cloudy day of 29 degrees. Take it away, mate. Race one, number six, Substance, has been busting to get out over a trip. Uh, his last couple, 1,400 and 1,650, have both been strong finishing efforts. Uh, today he gets to 1,840 metres. Claim for Jaden Lloyd brings him back to 55. So he'll carry no more weight than he carried last start. I think it looks a lovely race for him, Substance. So he goes on top. Interestingly, the one they're back there uh, is Bliss from the Chris Waller stable. Now, I'm never questioning what Chris Waller does, but 1,350 up to 1,840 off a three-week break just concerns me there. So I'm more than happy to be with number six, 
substance. We'll go to race number five, horse number 10, Nishira. Now, it was a good thing beaten last start at Doombin. That was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Boris Norton, unfortunately, got in a in a spot on the fence there from gate one, back in the field, no fault of his own, just uh, courtesy of that barrier. He got through in the straight, sort of checkered path home, got clear late, missed out by an eyelash on the line. You'd swear Nishira won. Uh, that wasn't the case. Now, prior to that, ran second to King Kappa, and he's the only horse in recent times that's got anywhere near King Kappa. So he's very, very well placed here. Race five, number 10, Nishira. And one at a bit of value. Race seven, number seven, Sir William Bruce, Gollan and Orman combine here. Two starts this time in. Run on well, or run on well at both. Uh, gets to the longer trip today. Looks perfectly placed and is around $6. So each way, race seven. Number seven, Sir William Bruce rounds them out, Gareth. So race one, number six, race five, number 10, race seven, number seven at the farm. And Chris, uh, I think it'll be a field day for you today, brother. Oh, I'm certainly hoping you're right, Gareth. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind it at all. It'd be nice. It'd be yeah. nice this time of the year. You're a good man. Thanks for that, Chris. So Chris Nelson there. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. We'll continue on bag of tips. Thanks to Was Equipment Rentals and, of course, Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. We'll have our trots and dogs tips coming up next. Welcome back to Giddy Up. We've got a couple of harness racing meetings in Victoria, so let's catch up with Darren Carroll, the first one at Stool, then tonight at Shepparton. Morning, Darren. Morning, Gareth. Yeah, a couple of meetings today to keep us busy. So uh, Stool, uh, race six, number seven, Caribbean Magic's my first bet. Uh, key to this race is going to be the first 200 metres. Um, as we know, Stool's one of our tighter tracks and uh, certainly pays to be on speed and... Uh, I think this fellow here can actually find the front, and that's probably why we're getting a little bit of value around about the $2.80 mark. And if it does happen to find the front, which I think it can because, you know, we get an aggressive LB Ashwood on board, it's not the quickest and strongest front rows I've seen. Um, so I think if it finds the front, it'd be an odds-on chance in the run. So we're probably banking on that first 250 metres of the race, um, and if it does lead, I'm really, really confident it will be winning. So... Race six, number seven, Caribbean Magic is the first bet. And then we move on to race seven, number five, Gillaby Ripper. We were on to this one at Tanana a couple of runs ago and it just got poleaxed uh, as it was entering the sprint lane in the straight. Since then, it's uh, had a really good run where it sat in the death and um, just went down. Um, today, it doesn't have an explosive gate speed, but the ability is there to be pressing forward. Best bet for is probably the leader. It might take a sit. If it happened to take a sit, it'd be game over. But um, I think it can sit in the death and still be too good anyhow. So race seven, number five, Jillaby Ripper is the other bet at stall. So race six, number seven, into race seven, number five, there at stall. Shepparton tonight, um, mate? Yep, a couple at Shepparton tonight. Uh, like race one, number eight, Little Miss Lily. This um, filly went around in one of the really stronger races at Melton on Saturday night. So it's a big drop in class. It looks to be early speed here. Um, Glen Bull's got one having its first up for him. It's got gate speed. So we know that Glen Bull loves to push forward and be aggressive early. So that guarantees some early speed, which I just think will suit this filly. Um, got Nathan Jack aboard. Um, always rely on Nathan to get the job done. Um, and I just think that uh, it's always been hitting the line strongly. And in a race where this looks to be early tempo, that will really support us. Uh, Around about $2.40 on bet 365 at the moment for race one, number eight, Little Miss Lily. And the other one I'm really keen on, 
is a trotter that did a bit wrong last night. It's race five, number 11, um, Yowie. Um, just two runs for the O'Donoghue Bartley team uh, for a win in a second. The win was really good, uh, who beat a, a nice horse of Nathan Jacks. And then last week, come out and ran second. The gulf at the start when it was still in the front, probably lost 30 to 40 metres conservatively early. Made up that ground and made a sweeping run at about the 500 that went down to one that had a cheap run. Um, it's out of the draw now, so it's off the back row, which I think will help just help us get away and won't be so keen off the gate. Um, pretty simple, I think, if it trots, it wins. So race five, number 11, the Yowie, is the other bet. So enough to keep us entertained and hopefully get a profit out of the day, Gareth. Love it. And we've got an all-up coming up at Parks today from our mailman in that part of the world in New South Wales. It's about 260 with bet 365, 265 race one, number one, produce the goods, Kalani Courage, race six, number eight, and then our Uncle Nev. Race eight, number two, short but sweet. Um, so Sounds good. Our mailman really misses um, in that part sure of the world. Doesn't. Good on you, Darren. Thanks for that, mate. Thanks, Gareth. Here's Darren Carroll. Time for a break, and then we'll get some dog tips straight after this here on Bag of Tips. Thanks to Was Equipment Rentals and Bet365. You with Gareth Hall and Giddy Up. Giddy Up for Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly. The Greyhound Racing in New South Wales is pretty hot today and tonight. Thanks to the dogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing. Simon Orchard, good morning. Morning, G. How's your Wednesday going, mate? Yeah, really well, mate. Take it away with your best bets, please. Richmond, race three, number three, French Sting, the best on the program out there. Look, debuted at Dapto a couple of weeks ago. Ran second there behind a dog by the name of Miss Overreact. Now, she's a sister to the highly touted Guelph, who actually left New South Wales to race in Victoria a couple of months ago, and he's doing pretty well down there. Uh, French Sting, second up today at Richmond over this trip. She scorched out early last week. She led all the way to win in 1832. She's drawn better today, G. She's in box three, and I think she can make it two on the bounce for Cheryl Brett. So that's race three, number three, French Sting, best at Richmond. Then, as always, on a Wednesday night, Wenty Park, we're hopefully going to get the money. Race three, number six, Cartel Model. Another night at Wenty, Gareth, another potential young, uh, potential star youngster for the Lord Kennel steps out. Cartel Model is a half-sister to Coast Model, to Coco Model, and to Cop Magnet. They've won over 430 grand between them. The mother champion model, she's one of the best brood bitches going around, and this new litter could be something special again. Cartel models raced at Wendy four times. She only had the one win, but she has run in behind Rockstar Apollo, Quantifiable, and Trooper Tears. Between them, they've won 18 of 35 races. So the form lines are fantastic. I think Cartel model runs a really good race, and she'll break 30 seconds tonight and hopefully win again. Then we go race eight, number five, Zipping Orlando. It's a race in two, in my opinion, between the Finn Dogs, Zipping Orlando, and Gatlin. Gatlin comes out of that run up the straight at Richmond on Saturday. But we sided with Zipping Orlando. He's fresh. He hasn't raced for about a month. We last saw him in a heat of the National Derby. Unfortunately, he had no luck. He was a bit underdone there. So I reckon Minnie and John have taken him away, put a bit of work into him. I think tonight we're going to see the Zipping Orlando that won 7 of 11 at Wenty Park last year. And I think he can win. Race 8, number 5, Zipping Orlando, one of the best bets at Wenty Park tonight. Good on you, Si. Thanks for that, mate. Have a great day. Hooroo. Simon Orch to the dogs.com.au, the home of everything greyhound racing in New South Wales. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. Toddy Gray at Gawler today, mate. How do we make some money? As I say, good morning. Morning to everybody. Yes, well, we'll hit a few races today at Gawler and we'll start with race four with our smallest investment today, but one at big odds here. Race four, number seven, Go Goose Go at around about $15. Uh, that's what we need him to do early. We need him to go because if he don't lead, your ticket's just an expensive souvenir. But look, there's no reason why he cannot lead this race. 
Uh, there's no speed on his immediate outside. There is a uh, empty box to his inside. If he leads, he can give these favourites a bit of cheek. So race four, number seven, Go Goose Go is our smallest wager. Then we step up to the 600-metre race where I'm pretty keen on the four here each way or place heavy. Number four, Urban Ranger, around about $8. Look, not a fair dinkum 600-metre dog, and there will be a few dogs finishing on, but I cannot see any situation where she don't lead. And if she leads, she's going to give a lot of curry in front. The last 50 metres might tip his toe, but she could have a big enough break to hold on there. So race five, number four, Urban Ranger each way. And then we step up to race seven. This is my best bet of the day here. Race seven, number eight, Molly Blinders. First run back last week from um, an injury. Went brilliant. Went fantastic. And I rate her as a box eight specialist. Uh, If she can repeat last week's effort, she'll lead all the way to mine. So race seven, number eight, Molly Blinders as the best bet of the day. And then we finish with race 10, number three, up there, Rocco. Ran at the $5 mark. This is my second best. Um, if you can get black figures to place, that's fantastic insurance with a bit of black, figure, um, black figures. We got three div. Uh, he's finally worked out the boxes this bloke. And if he leads again, like last week, he'll run 22-9. Only the favourite, which is drawn in five and can mix its manners up early, can beat him. So race 10, number three, up there, Rocco. Jump safe, bet the nothing each way. Love your work, Toddy. Great stuff, mate. Good luck today. Call up. There's Todd, there's Todd Gray for expert Greyhound Racing tips. Follow at Dogs SA on Twitter or Greyhound Racing SA on Facebook. We'll have the Watchies tips plus trial time straight after the news. This is getting up on this Wednesday morning, three minutes past 10. Just to wrap up, bag of tips. Um, this is the Watchies selections. The Meadows race five, number three, Minter Frost. Race two, number seven, Ferocious June at Warner Bull. Sugar and Candy. Race 11, number five, and at Terrelgan. Race eight, number five, Cool Blue Star. His quaddy's pretty easy there at the Meadows. Three first leg, one out. One, four, six, second leg. One, seven, eight, third leg. Two, three, and five, final leg. $27 will give you 100%. Of course, the first leg there at the Meadows today.